You're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. The WordBros.com. talking about kevin because you actually you listen to the podcast yes yeah yeah and you yeah and, you, and we're waiting for kevin and you mentioned before i hit record what did you say kevin's always late <laughs> kevin's always kevin shows up when kevin wants to show up like that's just that's how he does it like kevin will be here when kevin gets here it's part of the odd couple shtick that kevin yeah. and i have like i like being prompt i'm very prompt i like being on time for things like i saw that you joined the meeting before i did and i was like oh my gosh i hope zane's not offended <laughs> that, no. that he was here before me um but yeah it's again it's part of the odd couple shtick that we have but yeah kevin will be here <laughs> when he gets here uh we're talking to zane barrow the uh what's your official title over there because like you guy i don't want to put words in your mouth so i'll just let you do it yeah, uh, I think just editor is kind of the where I'm at at the moment. I'm because it's such a small like it's really kind of a grassroots thing, right? Like these guys just kind of ended up getting the license to the the gold key or like the trademark to gold key, and they're like, let's make a publisher. So I'm filling in some other roles as well that like wouldn't typically fall under like the editor umbrella, but. Okay. For the most part, I'm just I'm just the editor, you know. But you're the editor of the Karloff book that's on Kickstarter right now. Yeah. Like that is yeah. that is your book. That is your thing. You put that together. Like you found the talent. You did that stuff, or you're just editing the stories that come in. Yeah, so it's it's kind of funny how I got brought in because um, so Michael Conrad is kind of where the story starts for me. Okay. I started editing like. Uh, it was a couple of years ago, I get this point, I guess, but I edited an anthology, the first thing I ever edited, and um, I just happened to edit um, a story that Michael did, and I didn't recognize his name at first, because I don't don't read a lot of, like, DC comics, and so I, when I just ended up with the, the group of guys I ended up with, Michael was in there, and then later, like, after I'd, like, already sent him notes, I was like, oh, this guy is, like, legit he knows what he's doing like i just sent him a bunch of notes and so michael gets a bunch of notes from me and he's like who's this guy thinks he can send me a bunch of notes and then he thought about it and he came back the next day he's like you know what those were good notes though so he he's like you know i was kind of gonna ignore whatever notes i got sent from like you know whatever like random editor but those were good notes so yeah what what else you got so we kept working and after that he just kind of decided that Next time he needed an editor, I was going to be his editor. And then you fast forward, I started working on some other projects with him. He was at a convention and some guy came up to his table and he he was like, let me buy this and that. And like, Michael's like, do you want me to sign anything? He's like, no, I got to go. And he just like throws this business card on the table and takes the books he bought and like starts running off. And Michael picks up the business card and he sees the gold key logo and he's like, what the hell? He's like, wait a second, get back here. Like, why do you have the gold key logo on your business card? And it turns out that that was Lance Linderman. He's the like the CEO of Gold Key. Um, he traded, I think it was, I'm pretty sure it was Lance, traded a the Ninja Turtles number one, like first printing for the trademark of Gold Key. And he wanted to like get the whole thing started. So Michael okay, is kind of the guy he started talking to. That's the story right there within <laughs> itself. I have so many right. things I want to ask. Now, like, so as a first time editor, um, was it helpful? It sounds like it was helpful not knowing 
that this guy was kind of uh, uh, a name in the industry working for DC Comics and all this stuff. And right. so you're just footloose, fancy free, throwing notes at him. <laughs> that that, that kind of had to take yeah. some balls, right? I think I probably would have given him about the same notes anyway, but I was... I nervous about how the notes were going to get received is the as it was after i realized i was like oh this guy's currently writing wonder woman with becky Clooney. <laughs> like he's <laughs> he works with becky he doesn't need my notes you know? well <laughs> i mean but the, the the fun part about being an editor is like you're the first audience right so as a writer i have everything planned out in my head but you as the first reader can go well this doesn't make sense and this doesn't work right. and you know, so it, it's great to have uh, any set of eyes and especially one as keen yeah. as yours. Now, how did you get into editing? Because when I met you, um, we met many moons ago. Uh, you were right. just, and I don't want to say, I'm not saying this disparagingly, but you were just some guy jockeying a register at a comic shop, like in Utah or oh, some yeah. shit, right? Like, yeah. How did you I was, end up I got here? a phone call yeah. from, from you one day. I, I picked up the phone. You're like, Hey man, this is Bob Franz. I got this book, like Metal Shark Bro. And I was like, Oh yeah, I know Metal Shark Bro. I've been like pushing that book. I I love it. <laughs> that, that's when I first met you. But yeah, I just I was working. And I will say before you God. continue, that was a good impersonation of me, by the way. That was pretty <laughs> Thank good. You. That was good. <laughs> but yeah, so uh I, I worked at the comic shop for gosh, like six years, and I started going to school while I was at the comic shop. Um and it, it I was going to school for I mean, I, I knew I wanted to make comics since before I started working there. It's part of why I started working at the comic shop. Uh, so I was going to school for English, and then there was no, like, comics program. And I kind of took the creative writing courses as far as I could really kind of take them um, at the school. So then I decided to, like, double major and do um, art as for a second major instead of doing a minor. So I was double majoring. So then I started doing a bunch of art stuff. And it kind of got to this point where I was really focused on comics, and I was learning everything I could outside of school as well, like reading books, listening to podcasts, doing all that stuff. And we'd have a class where we'd like have, we'd read like a graphic novel or something. And the teacher started asking me questions about the comics and all that. And I was like, man, I think it's, it's time for me to like move on to the next thing. Um, and I, I'm, I'm a writer as well. And I sometimes draw like little goofy comics and stuff. And I thought about it and I was like, you yeah, know, maybe, maybe editing is like kind of like my way in. Maybe that's where I get started. Right. So I, then I saw on Twitter, someone was looking for editors for an anthology and I messaged him. I was like, so do I have to take like an editing test? Like, do you care like my credits or anything? He's like, he's like, no, man, you just show up and do it. <laughs> so I showed up and so did like, what, it. in your mind, hold on. In your mind, what would an editing test look like? Like, would it be? Would it be a comic script with a bunch of like crazy commas and like unnecessary, like, uh, like sure. elliptic and all that shit. And then you, but then it would just be poorly written and you would go through it. And what does an editor test look like in your brain? Yeah. I figured like, like maybe like a page or two of script and like a page of comics, right. Be like, Hey, like you, you didn't catch that tangent where like, it looks like this dude's grabbing the other dude's crotch or something, right? How like, dare you? How dare, how dare you miss ones that? How something. dare you miss that? Yeah. So I figured that'd be something, but it was like, there there was zero like bar to entry, right? It's just like, yeah, you just show up and do it. So that's why I started doing it. And that's how I ended up editing Michael. Um, so I edited Michael and Nathan Uten. He's an amazing artist. They worked together on one. And I had- So wait a minute. So Sean... hang on. So hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. So I just want to get this straight. So you answered 
just a random call on Twitter for an editor. They said, okay, cool, and just gave you Michael Conrad like right off the bat? Yeah, so well, they, they had a spreadsheet. There was a spreadsheet, right? And it was like, everyone can pick up to three people um, to work with. And so I picked, I, I tried to be real calculated how I picked, right? So I saw Sean Daly and Eastern, Eastern Daverna on there who did like Samurai Grandpa, and I like their stuff. So I was like, cool. Those guys are like ahead of me, right? If I if I work with them, they're ahead of me, but they're not working like Marvel DC level, right? They're only a few steps ahead. So it's kind of how I perceived, right? So I'll work with them, and then I'll work with someone I didn't know, and then kind of you know, learn so I have someone who's kind of at my level as well. Little did I know that when I picked Sean Daly and Eastern Daverna, like they're a few steps ahead of me. The other team I picked was Michael Conrad, and it was a different artist at the time, but he backed out, and we ended up bringing Nathan Newton. And uh, I had another team, but it was that guy kind of wanted to do his own thing. So I kind of I, I stepped away from that and I ended up picking up um, because Michael's story was a part one and Joe Donahue and Cal Husett. Uh, actually, I, I apologize. Cal uh, has changed her name and I can't remember their their current um, their new name. So I apologize for. Isn't it Val? Actually... Is, is it Val? Did they change it to Val? Let me let me just look it up. So I'm not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here. But it's interesting. It, uh... Yeah, look up what you're going to look up, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to comment about this, because it's interesting the way you say, because Kevin and I have this conversation, and it's weird that in in people's brains, comic is, comics are broken up this way. Like, that person's a few steps ahead of me. This person's way far. Right. Like, it's so weird how fragmented the business is on a creative side. Like as a writer, right. if I see someone's work, like we were talking about the Gold Key book, uh, what's the name of the artist, uh, the Russian artist uh, uh, who's doing the story? Um, Archiom Trakhanov. I love his stuff and I would love to work with that dude, but he's too far ahead of me for me to get to him. You know what I mean? Like it's weird how the business right. works. It's weird how the business works that way. Yeah, well, we think it does, but really as far ahead as you can get isn't really that far like we we perceive these people as being like so so out of out of our league really there's like there, there's only two leagues you have like the majors and the minors like this isn't like the nba where you go down to like peewee or something right like all the way up to like nba like you're not playing with like fourth graders trying to like hang out with kobe bryant like Kobe Bryant's just like on the 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 team above you, you know, like yeah. you're only one step away from anybody in the industry once you really get in and realize that. At this point, I just feel like it's James Tyon and then everybody else. Like that's what comics feels <laughs> like fair. at this point. It's like it's James and then the rest of us because he's so far, he's so far ahead. His work is so advanced. Like he's so popular at this point. And then there's just everybody. Yeah. Yeah, you're right, and I, I can't find that person's. Uh, name. I want to so say gonna... it's. I want to say Val. I think they. I think it was simple. I think, <laughs> I think it went to Val, but I'm not sure. But, yeah, some, but, something but what, similar, but yeah. What we'll do is that um, I'll I'll edit it out, so we don't even have to worry about it. That's fair. Yeah, so I I ended up bringing in. I ended up having to work with with that team as well because they were doing like part two to that same story. So I ended up with three teams, um, and yeah, so I just just did that. So then when when uh, Michael got that gold key card from that guy and, you know, he ended up talking to Lance and Lance was like, I want to do 
this thing. And they'd, they'd already been talking to the Karloff estate. You know, they're like, hey, we want to start a publisher. We want to bring Karloff back. And, you know, would you be part of it? And Michael said, yes, but you're asking me to do things that I can't do. Like, you need an editor. And Zane's my editor. So, you know, you could, you could work with Zane if you want to do it. So, like, because I was lucky enough to not well i maybe i would have tried to pick michael off the the spreadsheet but yeah when i when i it sounds to me like you had no idea it sounds to me like you had no idea who this dude was and you're like i like the name michael that's a nice name (laughs) yeah so actually i think i picked i picked that team because um i didn't recognize any of the names after i picked like the first few and i clicked on like the artist and i was like oh i like this guy's art and that ended up not being the artist that worked on the book at all because he ducked out like in like the first week, <laughs> now, <laughs> which is fine because then we got Nathan Newton, who's amazing. Yeah, Nathan Newton is amazing. Now, is it weird that like because even me to some extent, too, and like you worked in a comic shop, like sometimes I feel disconnected from some of the big two stuff. Like you said, Michael was writing. <laughs> Michael was writing uh wonder woman and he still is with becky and they're doing their thing and he's got but sometimes i feel so disconnected from that and i think part of that is again it's because of the tears right like i don't read a lot i don't read a lot of of big two books because i can't see myself at this moment writing any big two stuff right so but i can but i read a lot of creator owned stuff because i want to see what other creators are doing creator owned at these different publishers. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it totally does. And that's kind of how I look at it too. Um, because a lot of the stuff that, that I'm excited about, it is the small press. It's even down to like, I, I love zines. Like if someone hand staples and makes a zine, like there's a long arm stapler sitting right behind me, like, like even down <laughs> to that level. And what people don't realize is, and I had this thought when I made my very first comic, like I made it and I stapled it and we we gave it out on like free comic book day, me and the artist that I worked with. And I was like, no matter what happens now, like it's some some level, I am now part of like comics, right? Yeah, like no I made a zine. Yeah. Someone has my my comic in their short box somewhere, awesome. right? Like, yeah. so it, and then you, once you get to like, I don't want to interrupt, but you know what? Even the cool, a cooler thing is, is when you go to like a used bookstore and you see your stuff there. And because I was oh, I'm at, so excited do, for that. Do you guys have like a half price books by you? I mean, I mean, we're in Portland now, so like there's there's bookstores all okay. over the place. Well, in in the Midwest <laughs> where I am, there's a, a it's a chain that's called Half Price Books, and all they do is sell used books. And I went in there and I found Metal Shark Bro, and I was like, "That's amazing. amazing! I made it! Like I made it!" Somebody read this and went like, "Man!" Or they're like, "I'm good," and just get, and they gave it and they got cash back for it for store credit. Like I, I, that's it. I'm in, right? Like I made it. That's awesome. It was yeah. That's the way to do it. I mean, and and that's cool that someone read it and like passed it on. You know, that's yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. See, I I haven't seen that yet. Like I'll I take my zines into some of the little shops. Like I see my my little zines sitting on the shelves sometimes. It's it's it kills me because the it it's really funny which ones sell. You're like I'm not as excited about that one because that was one of my early ones. It's like always gone when you go back. Then like the one I'm really proud of, they have the same amount of copies I first dropped off. Like, man, if anyone opened it and read it, that's better than the one they bought. But (laughs) it's it's the same. But that's what I think people don't realize too is like, you think of Michael's on a different level than I am as far as like being in the industry, right? Like he's Wonder Woman and and Batgirls right now. Um, You know, he's writing Exo Man of War that just sold out like the, within like the day or two of coming out but michael still makes zines 
last year, Michael and I sat on Discord and talked while we both did 24-hour comic day. You know, yeah, like yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. He he's still making those zines and stuff. And if if he's if his career disappeared tomorrow, Michael will still be making zines until the day they like roll him out of the retirement home. Like we're we're all on that that level like the people who really care about comics and really want to make comics you're going to keep making comics you know you're going to find a way to do it yeah i i've I've told my wife and others that will listen that i'm only really happy when i'm like creating and i mean and and essentially i'm writing these things that no one will ever they might not ever be seen by anybody but me but and kevin but i'm still enjoying the process of it because like you said i i enjoy i'm a storyteller i enjoy telling stories i I enjoy i i enjoy the collaborative process like people said well if you like writing so much why don't you write like novels and stuff and i was like well first off because i that's a totally different skill set than the skill set i have (laughs) and i enjoy the team of it i like I like having yeah. my I like having my vision for it and then turning over the script to to the editor and the editor does their thing and then you know Kelly gets the script and then he changes it and changes my whole thought process on what this thing could yeah. be. You know, like the collaborative yeah. the collaborative process of it. Look who decides to show oh, up. Oh man. He's only what do we got? 20 minutes late? That's not too bad. <laughs> but there's the it's whole okay there's the whole process of it that that just makes it more enjoyable for me you know it's like being in a band yeah, yeah. collaborating is, is such an amazing experience and i think but there's so many people that i see that are like oh i want to make comics but they're they're waiting for someone to like i don't know give them the money or give them the the thing to do it i'm like you just have to go make comics because the the best part about comics is working with someone and no one's going to work with you just because you have an idea like go make something it's going to look terrible like some of some of my best comics i've ever made um i mean i i made one a little while ago that i shared with kevin They're like it's not a pretty comic but it's probably the best comic i ever made and i made it by myself like the the art isn't amazing but it's it's good enough to tell the story and it it shows that i can tell a story right so i think a lot of people like they're 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 so like oh if someone gave me a chance to write spider-man i have an amazing spider-man idea no one's ever going to give you that chance and your idea is not as good as you think it is because you don't know how to execute you've got to make these small things and you start small start making some zines start making small stuff and then eventually you know you're gonna you're gonna look back and realize like man that zombies versus vampire comic I made where I just photoshopped Josh Hartnett's face into everything was terrible, you know? And that, that was, that was one of the very first comics I made. I did exactly that. You know? Now why and Josh Hartnett? Why Josh Hartnett? Why not any other like aught heartthrob of the time? Why not? Why not, Casper, why not Casper <laughs> Vanderbeek? <laughs> well, because it, he didn't it also, do it for me. Right. <laughs> because because also Josh Hartnett is better than James Woods in Vampires. So no matter what, well, like, that's, that's a win win. That's true. James Woods in Vampires <laughs> is the most terrible thing ever. So well, James Woods, <laughs> and to be fair, James Woods just in general is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I did enjoy that movie, he did The Hard Way. Do you remember that with Michael J. Fox? Was I don't it called? think I ever watched that one. It was pretty good. Like Michael J. Fox was an actor and he was going to be in a movie about or he a was New York. Be a cop. Yeah, he was going to be yeah, a cop. So I he went to New York and hung out with James Woods and LL Cool J and like learned how to be a cop. It was real cool. It was a good one. I, th- I thought that was pretty good. 
Um, but yeah, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. It makes sense. Just make the thing. Uh, we have a we have a lot of friends who just have that that attitude. Yeah. Like, just make the thing. And so you yeah. made so, so you made the thing, right? You made your yeah. thing, and now you hooked up with Gold Key. So like, yeah. how did how did that come about? Like, how did how did that relationship? You teased it a little bit, hanging out with Michael at his table at a show. But then how did you get on board to be like the editor of their first thing? That's very impressive. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't with Michael hanging at his table. Michael was at the convention just, you know, on his own and probably probably there with Becky Cloonan. Um and Lance gave him that that card. Lance is the CEO, right? He gave him that that card that said gold key. So they struck up a conversation and they wanted Michael to bring to like to head up the this Boris Karloff book because they were already talking and getting the licensing to the to the Karloff from the Karloff estate. Um, so when he came in, they're like, hey, could you like help get us some creators together and kind of manage and put this book together? And he's like, I will I will write the framing story and I'll do some stuff. But the stuff you're asking for is is an editor's job. And if you want me to work on this book, Zane is my editor because I'd worked with him on that anthology and i'm working on him uh something that hasn't been announced yet that i've been working on um with him as well so i've been kind of working with him since that anthology we've kept working together on various things so he just kind of like pulled me in with him because they they'd approached michael first that's quite a that's quite a uh a testament to 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 your skill and to michael's belief in you because i mean like you know, you edited well, one or two things, and then he's pulling you in on this big project. That that takes a lot of balls, man. How did how did did you feel a little bit of pressure with that? Oh yeah, I still do. Like I, I I suffer from imposter syndrome all the time, but I don't tell anybody that. It's like when I started when I first edited that first book for Michael, I, I didn't tell him it was the first thing I edited until we were done with the project, and he <laughs> he was like, "Oh, well, you had me fooled." It's like I didn't want to say that at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> But it, it is it, more than anything. I think it is a testament of um, Michael believing in me, and that's not necessarily because of anything more than Michael has such a big heart, and he does just believe in like all of his friends. Like if you if you show up and you you show him that that you're determined and you have the heart and the the want to do something, Michael is such so good at championing championing people and pushing people forward. Um, and just yeah believing in them which is why I think Michael's probably like the, the best person for me to to be paired up with on this because we want to not only bring in some bigger names like this, this first issue has Steve Orlando right um, but we want to especially as the series goes forward kind of pull in some other people as well that that haven't maybe had their a chance to get their name and their voice out there right so like uh, the other the other writer on the book is is a uh, Craig heard McKinney and he's been around making comics for quite a while. He, he had a Zurich grant back in the day and he makes a series called some strange disturbances. Right. So he's working with jock and uh, jock's got a book. Jock's now got a book coming out with um, uh, John Lehman pretty soon. So he's, he's not like an unheard of name or anything, right? Like he was already working on that when he came to work with us, but those are his name kind of isn't, out there as much because a lot of his stuff has been like I was kind of telling you earlier was he he a lot of his stuff is kind of um under a studio so his credit he's kind of credited under that whole studio head so 
Craig has an amazing voice. He's he's got such a great great eye for character, and he just makes you makes you care and love all the characters he puts into his books. Uh, and I loved his Some Strange Disturbance and stuff. So he was an easy person to bring in. And as we keep going forward, I mean, Michael is he's he's going to champion all these small people, you know, that that haven't maybe been a big name had maybe haven't been in a book that you've been able to get through your comic shop right um someone who makes zines or just just has that that love and desire of comics and they're putting that into just making the thing they're making uh on whatever level we'll we want to find those people and bring them in so i think i'm just on such a great team to do that um gold key is kind of an exciting thing for me because they're they're fresh they're new we're small enough that we can make mistakes and that's exciting because that means we can try things. We can try things that, that other companies who aren't really able to make mistakes can't try because the, the level of success and failure is a whole different game for them, right? Like if we make a mistake and we've made mistakes already, we've, we fix them, you know, like just in the process of getting to where we are and it's a learning process. But if I was jumping in with like a big company, some of those mistakes might might be more, more catastrophic for like a, a bigger company. So I think Gold Key is going to be real exciting to watch. And part of it is because of just where they are and, you know, kind of where they're at in their learning process. And also because we have people like Michael, you know, who just really have an eye out for not just those names that you always recognize, but the people who are making cool stuff, you know. It's pretty awesome. That's all you got. You showed up twenty minutes late, and all you got was that's pretty awesome. Like, that's your listening. that's your fucking contribution to the podcast today, Kevin. Like, that's what we're doing. That's my contribution to the podcast every week, Bob. But I'm here every week. I mean, you're here. Probably less than twenty minutes late. Half the time, but you're here. That's cool. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm usually here. But that's awesome. So I mean, like, uh, so wait, but that's your contribution too. While, while I was going, <laughs> I was going. That's awesome. This is your first. This is your first you issue. Okay, so, so where are you going next? Like, what's the next gold key project? And is Kickstarter always going to be your your platform, or is this going to be something you're looking for in direct market? Or yeah, tell us about that. That's a question, Kevin. Did you see that? <laughs> That's a good question, actually. Um, because, <laughs> yeah, we're we're definitely going to, to go to the direct questions. market. This this Kickstarter edition of the book is like a special edition. So the the first issue is thirty two pages. What you're getting on the Kickstarter is essentially like a it's like an artist edition kind of version of that first issue. So it's going to have the 32 pages of comics, but you're also going to be able to see things that you won't get to see in that, that, that issue that's going to come out later through the comic shop, which is like pencils and inks and just different process. Right. And that's, I love seeing that stuff. Like those artist editions are amazing, right? Like full, full color scans of like the process. Um, So I want to highlight that. So what you're, you're not going to have like the comic the same way that it's going to appear in like the the regular issue coming out through the comic shops, you're getting something that's different and unique. And you're also getting, I, God, last time I talked to him, there was, I think, over 30 pages of, of bonus material in there. So you're going to get like a 60-something page book, and it's it's available in a soft cover or a hard cover. Uh, essentially, you hit a stretch goal. If you get the hard cover, it, you, it comes with a slipcase. So it's 
the Kickstarter, I when I looked at it, this is what I'm talking about with being able to try things that are kind of different, right? Is I see a lot of big companies that go to Kickstarter and like I understand that it is a different market. They need to make as much money as they can on their books to, you know, in order to survive and to fund other books and to keep things going forward. But I also know that it kind of feels bad when you get a book from Kickstarter, especially from a big company, right? And then it feels like, oh, this is special. I helped make this thing come into the world. And then a couple months later, or sometimes even before you get your copy, it shows up in the comic shop. And it's really just the same thing with maybe a different cover. I didn't want to do that. I wanted to make make it so that when we did the Kickstarter, we would do something different. So um, early on, I had a lot of talks with the the team at Gold Key about like, well, I know that you want to do Kickstarter to kind of get things going, but can we do something different for Kickstarter? So I think we will come back to Kickstarter every once in a while and do something like this. This is kind of the the test, right? Like, does this work? Because especially, I didn't want to just do, the collector's market is is a great place um, at the moment to like, you you make something for the collectors and they will throw money at stuff. Yeah, but at the same and time it, too, I don't mean to say I don't mean to shit on the collectors market, but you want readers, you don't want collectors. Yes, that's what I was gonna say. It is unsustainable, and it's, it's also I feel like a lot of times the collectors are kind of getting taken advantage of, right? We're like, oh, here we made like ten different covers for you, and they're they're rare because we decided that we were gonna print them at a rarity. I didn't want to do that. I'm like, I want something that you want to collect because it's the cool thing. Like it's, it's the artifact of the thing that you love and it's going to give you something that you're not going to get anywhere else and not just like a different picture on the front of it. This is a different thing. Right. And I like variants. They're, they're cool. They're fine. Um, But yeah, we wanted to do something different with it. So I think this is something that'll speak to the, the collectors who want to have something because it's unique and rare, but also to the collectors that, I've got to have this because it's something I love and I don't care how much it's worth. Like the the value of it long-term means nothing to me because I want this thing forever. And that's kind of how I collect things. Like when I go to the comic shop, I have a decent sized collection of comic books, but I mostly do like the dollar bin. Like that's where I dig for all my stuff. Some of like the things that I would consider like my gems, I paid like I don't know, a dollar or less for, you know, and like, those are the coolest things in my collection. I have books that are worth more. I'm like, yeah, this, that book's like 50 bucks, but it's, it's whatever. This one's worth like 25 cents, but you can't find it anywhere, man. This is this weird looking thing that no one else has seen. That's the the gem for me. So the people collect them in different ways. So kind of wanted to make something that would appeal to that. So yeah, we'll have more series coming out. There's the gold key guys really want to, bring back some of the the licensed stuff that they that the old gold gold key had and then maybe try and get some new lights and stuff as well but really what their interest is and what my interest is is just bringing cool stuff into the world so there will be stuff that's has not that's not licensed at all there will be creator owned stuff um Karloff is just kind of the backbone that's helping us build that company this is like this building the structure so that we can kind of build from there and, and add new things, bring new, new things in new creators, new stories, you know, new titles. Um, and it, it, by the end, we'll have a little bit of everything kind of under the umbrella of gold key. So that's like the, uh, the steel box, uh, Blu-ray versus the regular yeah. Blu-ray where you get all the extras in the, in the 
in the steel box because they they give you all those production notes and and the uh, yeah. special like behind the scenes commentary which is wonderful like i love those things yeah too. um yeah do you then, do either of you guys collect like criterions like the criterion collection blu-rays and dvds and all that yeah yeah like uh yeah. The, the criterion collection like yeah, that they have on 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 streaming now right it's on streaming now yeah there's the criterion channel so i love the criterion like the god the packaging and everything for them is just awesome so every time like we'd be talking about like how should we make this thing for the kickstarter i was always talking about criterion i'm like okay so the criterion collection for this thing like you get this cool box that like you get this booklet inside and you you know the, the 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 disc is better because like yeah i could just stream it somewhere but i can't get like the director commentary like i know that i'm one of like one percent of people who watch movies who want the director's commentary but there's still there's one percent of us out there you know um, what's now what's your what's want to make that available what's your favorite director's commentary like do you have one in particular that you really enjoy listening to oh man that's tough i don't know if there's like one and it might not be a director's commentary either <clears> that's <throat> hard to say like i, I don't go back when I, I'll put in a criterion and I'll watch it and then I'll rewatch it with like the thing and I'll watch all the bonus. You know, so it just kind of depends on what I'm going through. Um, one of the, the more recent ones, Buck and the Preacher. It's a, it's a Western Sidney Poirier and um, Harry Belafonte. Ooh, that that one fun. had really cool. Yeah. It was, it's a good movie. And it had, I can't remember who the, the, the commentary was from, but like all the bonus features that one had a lot of really cool bonus features. Cause there's stuff I didn't, didn't really realize about uh Poirier and and Belafonte as well like there was like this this is a weird deep cut for for people especially like no one my age knows who who Dick Cavett is but there's like a a thing of Dick Cavett with they had Sidney Poirier and Harry Belafonte together on the Dick Cavett show I was like this is amazing I went to work and I was telling someone about it and they're like what the hell is the Dick Cavett show and I was like oh that's that's right you're not you don't know who Dick Cavett is what's wrong with you (laughs) Uh, no, that because um, if you've ever if you ever get the chance, the Evil Dead Two commentary is great because it's Sam uh, Raimi and Bruce Campbell together, and I think the other Raimi's there too, and they're just talking about it. And surprisingly, <laughs> another really good one is the Fight Club. The Fight Club, the Fight Club, one Club one's awesome. Fight Club yeah. one is really yeah. good because it's it's just it's Fincher. Brad Pitt and uh, Edward Norton, and they're just watching the movie, and it's really fun to listen to. And then I've heard that, that some of the one. the like the Arnold Schwarzenegger ones for like like Conan the Destroyer, and um, <laughs> and for I believe there's clips of it on YouTube. You can find it. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger, the commentary for um, what's the movie that he did where the kid gets the golden ticket? Is it Last Action Hero? Yeah, for Last Action Hero, Last I heard Action that one's Hero. hilarious. <laughs> That's awesome. You know, I watched. It. I know a lot of people don't like the the Watchmen movie, but there is a Dave Gibbons uh, commentary for the Watchmen movie that's actually pretty cool. Just listening to to Gibbons talk about what he made and and seeing what Zack Snyder made. Not that I'm like a huge Zack Snyder fan, but just seeing him kind of look at it like in a different medium well, and like to, go through it. To be fair, I mean Zack Snyder. I mean the composition and the cinematography and the color palette was spot on like he spared no expense it looked just like the comic like it was insane yeah Yeah. i i think that i i think people are a little more harsh on that movie than they need to be like i think that it's not a bad movie 
it's one of the better superhero movies in my mind and the like especially those made like at that time you know but it, it just didn't fit in to that era of superhero movies people weren't ready for it because they were expecting like oh spider-man right I'm like no this, this is not gonna be like spider-man but whatever it's, i mean it's it's a fine movie it's I not feel like people are amazing, hard on Zack but... Snyder in general, but if you but the you watch his Dawn of the Dead movie, it's awesome. Like the first mm-hmm. one he did, it's a great film. Like it's like there, it's like there's no problems with the movie at all. Like when I saw the movie theater, I was like, I would wager to say I like this one better than Romero's. Like it was it was crazy talk, and people were like, "You're nuts," and I was like, "No, I'm not." No, watch the Romero version. It's not as good as this one. But no, like, that opening that, scene. When, awesome. when she's like running and she's like she goes and gets in the car yes. and she drives like that whole scene is amazing and he's running behind her and like it's like he's almost yes. keeping up with the car he's like a zombie but he's almost keeping up with the car i was like holy shit like that would be scary yeah. as fuck like that's just a scary thing running zombies like no like so i mean it, it's like that movie and then like a lot of the shane black stuff like i really love shane black so like like the nice guys it's a fantastic movie kiss kiss bang bang nobody ever talks i love about kiss kiss bang bang it's a great movie. It's a great yeah. movie. Have you seen Kiss Kiss yeah, Bang Bang, really Bob? I have not. I have not. You should see it. It's wonderful. It's a it's great Val, It's, it's a Val great Kilmer, film. right? Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer. Kilmer and yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I like those, those guys. And the, and, and the lady uh, lead is the um, lady from Grey's Anatomy. I'm trying to remember her name right now. It's Michelle Gray? something. <laughs> M- Michelle Monaghan? I think that's her name. <laughs> Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. So- so uh so what are you working on now man are you going to continue to do gold key are you doing yeah are you are you still are you freelance editing at the moment like or, or like, yeah. where's how, how many books can you edit at a time and like how far are you going out there now yeah so i mean i'm and even technically working for gold key i'm still freelance at the moment like the there is such like early days like the company's still kind of coming together like it's they haven't been publishing anything right there's there's no money coming in yet so i'm not really i'm still kind of working for them freelance but they do have some other things that they're getting their hands on that i'm real excited about that i i I think i'll probably be um attached to those i i can't really see anything there like contracts are kind of floating around and nothing's even been signed yet so i don't even wouldn't even want to say just uh in case anything did fall through um but i'm and i'm editing a graphic novel with uh, Michael Conrad and Nathan Uten that is going to be amazing. Uh, man, Nathan Nathan Uten's art is just like mind blowing. Every time he sends me pages, I just drool at him. Like I, I'll send him notes, but it's just me like, this page is so cool, and you did this thing over here with this color, and like it's it's just me like telling him how cool he is. It's um, nice to know that you're not the only <laughs> editor that does that because there's a couple other dudes that we know, Chaz. Pangburn being one of them who normally his notes for the art no matter who we're working with is always like that's yeah. so good dude <laughs> it's like yeah he'll rip us yeah. to shreds but he's like that's really great <laughs> and then he'll send us like, he'll send us an edit and it'll be like you guys can do better than this are you typing with your, are you typing with your feet <laughs> yeah you guys can do better than that's this fair. this is terrible uh rewrite this yeah. whole scene start here but like but but make sure you look at Walter's art when you do or whoever's art, you know, in general, because <clears throat> it's yeah. awesome. So like that should inspire you to do better. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So I'm doing those. I have, um, everyone, I'll, I'll do some small little things here and there. I did a script, just edited a script for a guy the other day. Um, you know, just, just small stuff here and there. Um, I 
I have another project that I'll supposed to be doing with uh, Craig Hurd McKenney that that drew or excuse me that that wrote one of the stories for this first issue of Karloff. Um, yeah, I think I think that's everything as far as what I've got going on for editing at the moment. Um, I also, I, like I say, I, I write and draw stuff sometimes as well, too. So uh, a couple of friends are working on a, a zine, and I, I wrote a story for that, like a 12-pager that uh, my friend Katie Mansfield is drawing. She's amazing. She's got her Instagram is, uh, I think it's Tra Tragic Girl Clothing Company. She does a clothing company called Tragic Girl, and it's it's awesome. It's like this really golden age kind of style. So I'm, I'm kind of dabbling in other things as well. Um, there's a thing I want to draw, but getting myself ready to draw again is a whole ordeal because I don't have that confidence. It's not <laughs> my, my drawing skills aren't aren't uh, up to par with my the other skills I have in comics, right? Well, it's, I mean, but you know, you'll get there to practice makes perfect. Sure. And this, uh, this gold key Kickstarter is, is banging it out. By the time we release this episode, you'll have about 10 days left to get on board. You're doing right. fantastic. This thing is great. Congratulations to you. We wanted to have you on just so you could kind of talk about your journey and the project. And like, it's really, it's really impressive and amazing to see, man. Congratulations on your success. This Thank is you. really wonderful. Uh, just go, all you got to do, you can, I mean, literally just go to Google and type in gold key Kickstarter. Right. And it, it's the first thing that pops up. It's right there. Um, this is a really big opportunity to get it on something that's very cool with a lot of very talented people. We're talking Michael Conrad. We're talking Steve Orlando. We're talking, I mean, uh, uh, Kelly Williams. This, the list goes on and on. It's, it's, it's a beautiful book. Get involved. Just Google Gold Key Kickstarter. It'll take you right there. Zane, thank yeah. you so much for coming on, man. We really appreciate it. Anything else? You got any socials or anything you want to share? Anything like that at all? Um, I mean, I I don't. I have social media, but I'm I'm hardly on it. You can find me on there. I, I think I'm just Zanbar underscore comics guy on everything. That's comics with an X. Um, if you're too lazy to type into Google, you can always do bit.ly backslash Boris is back, and that'll take you to the Kickstarter. Um, and then, yeah, just don't waste your time checking me out. Like, go check out all the guys on the book. So, like, um, Michael Conrad is a writer kelly williams is doing the art they're they're going to be doing for like the whole series they're doing a framing story steve orlando um archeum trakhanov sergey nazarov colored him there um craig heard mckinney and jock and we're going to have kyle aaron's lettering so go check out those guys they're way more exciting on social media than i am i promise you that so <laughs> what a good editor giving credit Look to everyone else but himself that's awesome team player zane thank you so much yeah Thank you guys. I love the show. It's nice to be on. And I'm a little disappointed that Bob didn't get my name wrong though. Like that was Kevin always shows up late and Bob gets the name wrong. But I, like I got one of the two. He knew well, you already. Yeah. So to be fair, I mean, fair. and your name is just Zane Barrow. Like it's pretty simple. Like there's, there's not like weird sounds or, you know, like a weird accent yeah. over anything. So I got it. You'd, you'd be surprised. The first person to like credit me on something, uh, did a typo on my name so it's it's fine <laughs> all right next you know what next time you come on i'll totally fucking butcher your name how about that <laughs> do it do it man. yeah yeah this is bob french and i got zane blaro <laughs> on the chat yeah all right zane <laughs> cool.
You're listening to the Word Bros Podcast, thewordbros.com.